and welcome back to another episode of That's Valid. I just got back from a little trip to Ubud, which is a much greener part of Bali, so I'm feeling refreshed and rejuvenated, and I spent some time just kind of in rest and just away from technology for a bit, and that's always something I kind of recommend to recenter a bit, honestly, especially when you work in social media or you just work with technology and screens all the time. I feel like that especially you'd kind of need to remind yourself like, hey, I kind of need a bit of a break today. Like this is quite a lot going on. <laughs> this is kind of your little reminder if that if you kind of relate to what I'm saying, like take that break, take that time for yourself, take a moment and just get away from it all and escape from constantly knowing about what everyone is doing and updating everyone about your life and just being enough for yourself i feel like it's so important so definitely just know that you don't have to update everyone in the world on your life constantly even if that is something that you want to do like you want to be a creator you want to be an influencer whatever it is it's still important to take those breaks and take a moment for yourself and just be just exist without all of the distractions i feel like I even got anxious at first when I did it, and I'm someone who kind of tries to take these breaks quite a bit, so I did find it interesting that as soon as I did do it, and I feel like the last time I did one was a few weeks ago, I still felt entirely overwhelmed. I was like, whoa, this is the first time I've really like sat still, and I felt the need to go online, so yeah it's just it's quite an addiction and we're not always aware of it so i feel like it is very crucial to have this reminder in my podcast is just a reminder to take care of yourself and take some space away from technology but i'm feeling ready for what's coming next for me and i'm excited to talk about today's topic which many of you have been very interested in on my backpacking bee instagram you guys constantly kind of ask me questions about veganism and stuff and I think it's because I feel like I have quite a bit of knowledge on it from my dad um, just kind of growing up with a vegan father so I'm excited about this topic and yeah hope you guys enjoy Someone who has grown up kind of around the vegan lifestyle with my dad um, being vegan my whole life I would say little things were instilled from a young age whether I wanted it or not so I didn't always appreciate that but I feel like now I'm a little bit more grateful for it so it has its pros for sure everyone else had these quote-unquote unhealthy things in their households like pop-tarts oreos all that kind of stuff like normal kid stuff i would say right my dad (laughs) would not want to get these things he would think it's like very very weird if something like that was in the house and if i brought it home or something it would be gone like within a day and then he would buy like some sort of alternate version i call it the granola version (laughs) 
of whatever it was. So for instance, I would bring home a pack of Oreos or something and he like a day later, it would be gone, thrown out, but he would replace it with something that was like whole grain, like made from all natural foods and completely like low fat, low sugar, all of this kind of stuff. So it did kind of instill a lot of rebellion when I was younger because I was like, screw that. I don't want it. I want the real stuff, like all this kind of stuff. But I think that, you know, these sugarless whole grain type of things coming from the health food store constantly, I think it just instilled this kind of like, I know what he was going for, but I think for a while it just kind of gave me this like unhealthy relationship with food where I either wanted to binge on something completely unhealthy or if it was quote unquote healthy, then it had to be that whole, like it was very extreme, which is something I would kind of want to touch on a bit with you guys. I wanted what I couldn't have. And that was typically a lot of sweet things because I feel like I never had any sort of dessert products in the household. It was always very much like fruit or something made from fruit or, you know, like fruit roll-ups, but like the fruit version. It was just like very sad that I couldn't indulge when I wanted to kind of thing. And to be honest, I do think it's a little bit because of my dad's relationship with food. Like he didn't want it in the house because he didn't want to have to have it or something like that too. Typically a ton of sweets, typically a lot of fast food is like, those are the things that I was not allowed. And my dad would definitely look at me weird if I wanted fast food, he would be like, absolutely not. Like, let's go here instead or something, you know? So I think the idea of the alternatives to what I actually wanted rather than feeding these little cravings every now and then, it's a different approach and I don't necessarily agree with it, but I'll go into the pros and cons of it also. I struggled quite a bit with my relationship with food and my body and absolutely did not appreciate it for what it was or what it is. I was also sick quite a bit from all of this unhealthy extremes. I would eat very, very, very healthy when I was at home and then when I was at my friends which I would say <laughs> arguably I did live more at my friends at one point in high school because I was just like obsessed with being out of the house and my dad and I were not getting along very well so I think I was just over at all of my friends a lot and they would just let me eat whatever so I think these very these two very extremes on the opposite spectrum really affected my body so I was actually sick quite a bit through high school at one point I remember my teacher pulling me aside and saying if I had any more absence if I was gone from school another day I would have problems graduating so that was kind of like this wake-up call where I was like I'm not okay like why am I sick so often that's just not normal and I think it was just good for me to realize that because it was kind of one of the things that switched my mind over to kind of changing my lifestyle a bit more. I needed to make more choices that aligned with kind of what I was taught. My dad from a very young age taught me about natural ingredients that you could use for nutrients, vitamins, uh, different shots that you could take by mouth, like wheatgrass shots, um, taking spirulina in things, like all these different ingredients that I kind of learned over the years, maca powder, 
um, matcha versus coffee and kind of understanding what everything meant and where it comes from. My dad kind of did instill that in me because he's traveled so much in his life. He would kind of tell me the background story of like where a certain powder came from or what ancient belief (laughs) kind of stemmed from a certain root or something like that. So it was interesting. I just wasn't at the age where I was ready for it. And now I feel like I have kind of like revisited it a lot more, obviously, with my lifestyle now. So full circle. Ultimately, I'm a firm believer that what you eat affects your health physically, mentally, and overall your confidence in yourself and how you feel. I think it it matters more than we think. So even diet culture and stuff like that, it really does affect you in a negative way when you're when you're kind of limiting yourself so often and not letting yourself indulge. You end up like me back then where you end up going zero to 100 or you end up like going to extremes. In my case, it did affect my relationship with food on this really long journey. So I just think that paying attention to the nutrient side of things and what your body actually wants is crucial. While I was vegetarian kind of on and off throughout my life, it was never for the health reasons. It was more for the animals and I ate a ton of things that just like weren't nutritious even though I was vegetarian. So that's kind of like one of the fallacies I want to touch on is like just because you're vegan or vegetarian doesn't mean you're automatically going to lose weight or you're automatically going to be healthy. You know, there's (laughs) you can still be extremely unhealthy and be vegan and be vegetarian. And that's kind of what I was doing for a very long time. I was vegetarian on and off throughout my life, but I sought out things like dairy and bread a lot because I was so, I was seeking comfort food. I was seeking some sort of like, oh, this is filling and this is enough for me. And I strayed away from vegetables and fruits and stuff like that, that were actually like really good that I should have had way more of. And I think also these cravings obviously stemmed from the fact that I was missing out on certain nutrients and not paying attention to that. And it also stemmed from the fact that I was cutting out things that I truly probably wanted. So instead I would seek out dairy and bread to kind of fill that need the thing is is when you're eating too much of anything i've learned you can develop sensitivities to those food groups your stomach can get extremely upset you can end up with food sensitive food sensitivity or even allergies to certain foods if you have too much of anything so this is something that later affected me and screwed me over definitely pay attention to if you eat like something three times a day or something like that definitely think about scaling back because if you love it so much you maybe don't want to be sensitive to it and you maybe want to kind of cut back a little so you don't end up bloating from it or feeling uncomfortable down the road the constant fallback to these types of food ended up biting me in the ass which i'll go into a bit more as well but as i learned more from the world around me though i would I grew more conscious of what I was eating and where it came from and how it was treated, how it was made. These are things I started to pay attention to more and more as the years go on, especially because I was feeling so crappy all the time and I just kind of wanted to know why. I became like my own doctor in certain ways because 
I feel like with modern medicine, they didn't always listen to me because they maybe thought that I was seeking out some sort of medication or something. But instead, like, no, I just wanted to kind of understand why this was happening, why I was kind of bloating or feeling uncomfortable or not feeling very happy with my body or something. So that is something that I feel like should be addressed more in modern medicine. When you go to the doctor and they ask you, is everything okay? You know, are you feeling good? I feel like this should be addressed more. Like, are you feeling really bloated? Maybe consider this. That is something I deeply believe in that I feel like is constantly missed often in modern medicine. The moment I, I feel like all of these little questions and the fact that when I was eating meat throughout my life, I would think about where it came from, but I would just kind of shove it aside. I feel like that's what a lot of people do. They they tell me like, oh, I would love to be vegan, but I just can't do it. Like I love meat so much. And then when I have a conversation with them about like eating dog or something, a lot of people will be like, oh, I could never do that. And I'm like, well, cows are pretty intelligent too. And they're like, yeah, but I can't think about that. You know, like I just, I can't think about it. I feel like ignorance is bliss in this world for sure. And I'm not judging anyone out there. I'm just stating this is a fact. This is typically what I get with a conversation. No judgment. It's just, I get it. Ignorance is bliss. Like you don't want to think about it. You don't want to think about what you're eating because then you'd have to think about like the deeper issues and be conscious and like a lot of people don't want to do that. A lot of people are overwhelmed with a lot in their life already. So they don't want to add more to it totally valid totally makes sense by the way for a long time that was me so I completely understand but this was always in the back of my mind throughout my life and I feel like the more conscious I got of things the more I read about things the more I watched documentaries the more I couldn't step away from it so it was like I couldn't escape this mindset after a while I'm lucky that my dad never really influenced my decision making process unless I had unless I asked questions in that case he would be very honest and straightforward with me which I appreciate like he never really like forced me he never he always gave me options he was like do you want fish do you want chicken like what do you want and the day that I would tell him like oh I'm gonna go vegetarian you know he'd be like okay like no reaction really just kind of like going along with whatever it is that I wanted for my lifestyle choice and I think that really helped me like have some sort of autonomy slowly over what I wanted and what I could control so I did really appreciate that from this and the moment I started making changes for myself was after my first year of university I was eating that first I was eating meat that first year, a lot of like fried food, a lot of like dairy products. I was in the middle of nowhere in Washington, Washington state. And I feel like they were known for their dairy products out there. I was in the middle of nowhere, literally guys. But um, I think that's why like fried foods and stuff, like at games, I was living like the typical college lifestyle. And I think that's why I kind of fed into the unhealthy. It's ironic though. I lost an incredible amount of weight at the same time, like in an unhealthy way. I was just like not happy with myself, not eating a ton. I was just, and when I was eating, it wasn't the right things. So I was probably malnourished if I'm being honest, but so I had lost an incredible 
amount of weight at the same time i was feeling deeply unhappy with how i looked i felt like my relationship with food was at its worst i was keeping incredibly busy at the same time and i had joined a bunch of different clubs i was part of a sorority i volunteered constantly and started paying attention to certain things so this is where i really started to like educate myself on the things that mattered to me I remember I had this one class, which was basically like a philosophy class. Um, and we really went over like what we valued and does it align with the rest of our lives? Like kind of in a way, ironically, putting you in certain boxes. Like if you felt like you wanted to be in the nonprofit world, were you aligning yourself with that in the rest of your life? You know, and I feel like at the time, this is what I needed as much as I don't like putting myself in boxes, as you guys probably know if you listen to other other episodes. I just, I really don't like it. But this, at this point in time in my life, it was just necessary for me to kind of understand, you're right, like if it is something I care about, why am I not aligning myself with it? Why am I not following through with what I say, right? Actions should follow your words. And if not, maybe something needs to change. So kind of three things happened at this point. First, Instagram got really popular around this time. And I would say I had more access to people that inspired me. I was always very interested in self-help. I think I got that from my dad as well. He would constantly give me these self-help books. And it's one thing, like I, I loved reading and stuff like that, but it's another to really see someone's life that you feel inspired by. So I would be kind of jealous of certain lifestyles that I was seeing all the time on Instagram and I'd be like why am I jealous like maybe I should follow that too then and see if I like it and see if I like how it makes me feel she looks really happy maybe I could be that happy too it was really this I started to fall in love with the idea of eating healthy to gain some sort of control over my relationship with food which was at that time still very unhealthy so I struggled with eating problems a lot and I was seeing people who were very open about that and I was like oh that's interesting. Like, okay, how did you overcome this? Because I was starting to see what could be long-term effects of it. And I think that's why I started to really try and snap myself out of it more and pay attention to what I should be doing to treat my body very well and make myself happier. Second, I joined clubs that were into environmentalism. Are we shocked by this? Probably not. (laughs) But I... Yeah, I surrounded myself with people that I would call granola people, who I love. They're my favorite kind of people. And, you know, just these really cool outdoorsy people that reminded me that fueling my body was crucial if I wanted to do the things that I wanted to do in my life, which from a very young age, I knew I wanted to climb mountains. I wanted to explore the world. I wanted to see everything. And they kind of said things like, if you want to do that, like you're going to have to take care of yourself. And I was like, that's a really good point. Like I didn't really think about it, but you're right. So this was the age that I really started to get involved in things, understand things more. I really, I watched a lot of documentaries in these clubs too, that were really based on education around environmentalism and eating for the planet. So it wasn't just about the animals anymore. I was kind of like piling up all this knowledge about veganism and the benefits of it and just in general paying attention to what you buy and what you eat so i really liked that perspective too because i wanted to understand more than just the vegan part of it and 
yeah, I feel like I also read certain books to educate myself more on what I could be doing for the planet to lower my footprint, but also it wasn't a huge ask for me to go vegetarian to begin with. So, you know, when I was watching these things and they were like, going vegetarian is better for the planet, I was like, oh, well then I should just do that because I don't really like meat that much and I already kind of feel icky when I eat it. So I feel like that was an easy choice and... I think it just kind of made me feel a little bit more like aligned with my values when I made those choices and kind of stuck to my guns despite being around people sometimes in Washington in the middle of nowhere who were big on meat, really big on, you know, this lifestyle of like fried food and stuff like that. And they would react really like, oh, I can't believe you're vegetarian or I can't believe you're vegan, you know, just really surprised at the fact. I think like sticking to... What I wanted despite that, though, was a form of self-love in a lot of ways. So don't let anyone change your form of thought. Just kind of feel it out for yourself. And if people react weird, react just as weird back and be like, yeah, why are you surprised, you know? (laughs) And third, I started to learn about gut health and kind of became more conscious of health issues that were starting to develop for me around these years. I, I was just living such an unhealthy lifestyle in university where I was like around drugs and alcohol I was like constantly going to raves and stuff and concerts and all this kind of stuff right and I just feel like I was doing so much and not feeding enough into my body not hydrating enough not getting the right nutrients and stuff like that so of course I was going to crave the wrong things if I was doing that but I was paying attention now to oh shoot, I feel really bloated. Oh shoot, this is something that's not normal. And it's starting to affect me a little bit more long-term and I was starting to pay attention. I was at that age where I was like, okay, I'm gonna be living on my own after college. Like I need to pay attention to these things and understand how I can help myself out of this hole that I've kind of dug for myself. So after graduating from university, I was vegetarian, borderline vegan kind of at this point, but I realized I was bloating like insanely it was just painful and I was eating more healthy at this point so I was like I'm doing things that are good I don't understand why it's still happening I was working out a ton my feet were like I was constantly on my feet for work and stuff so I was like I don't understand like why I feel so big and so not like myself and so I decided to see a naturopathic doctor that my friend recommended in Seattle And she decided to entirely validate everything that I was dealing with. She was like, oh, that's not normal. Absolutely not. We need to figure this out. And that immediately gave me like a sense of calm. Like, okay, we're going to be okay. (laughs) And she ended up doing a full-blown blood work test um, for food allergies, food sensitivity, the works. I got a very large chart that was kind of scary (laughs) because it gave me a whole list of foods that I was sensitive to and things that I should steer away from. And it was kind of overwhelming at first because as a vegan, at this point I was vegan, you are you already feel very limited depending on where you live. You feel very limited with what your choices are. I was making a lot of my food at this point because going out was kind of expensive or it was just really hard to find something that aligned with what I wanted for feeding my body. So it was a little frustrating at first because it felt like I was cutting out so much and I was like, oh my God, what am I going to eat? Like, I don't want to starve myself, my God. And I really had to kind of take it in in strides. So 
things like gluten sensitivity were really hard for me because that was always a comfort food, right? So it's interesting that it kind of made me freak out at first because I was like, oh my God, like there's no other option. Obviously there's so many options nowadays with gluten-free options and all this. And I think the ultimate thing that we need to realize is it's for our body and our body is asking it, asking it of us if it's on that list. If it's something that you're sensitive to, pay attention to that because otherwise it's just going to get worse. It's going to be a long journey for you and it could get worse where you're full-blown allergic to something if you have too much of something. So I do think take it with a grain of salt, obviously, like don't completely cut off everything, but too much of anything is not good is what I've learned and definitely like if you feel yourself leaning back on certain foods, kind of understand why, like do the research, I think, because it is really important why you crave certain things. And the more that I paid attention to that, the less I had cravings. So nowadays I really don't have any cravings, I will say, which does make it kind of weird when I am hungry. I never know what I want. I just kind of order something because of the nutrients. I don't really crave sweets. I don't crave salty. I don't Yeah, and I think it's because I paid so much attention to every little thing, all the little nutrients that I knew I was lacking in. She gave me a full workup of what I was lacking in and told me that every few years or so to check back. And that's kind of what I've been doing is, yeah, if you go cold turkey off of something that you're full-blown allergic to, come back in like six months, it's very possible that you might not be allergic to it anymore. So these are things that we're kind of like the shining light at the end of the tunnel like it doesn't have to be all dark just make it easier for yourself and kind of comfort yourself with little things and make it a little happier so that's kind of my journey with veganism i wanted to mention some of the documentaries that i recommend for veganism because i get this question quite a bit i think that a lot of vegan documentaries i don't necessarily agree with controversial opinion i know i hope the vegans don't come for me i'm sorry but you should know that if you're part of the vegan community something that i really believe in is making it more inclusive and non-judgmental and i feel like a lot of these documentaries out there do make it very judgmental like go vegan or go home kind of mentality and that doesn't necessarily work i think i have a lot of friends out there who say things like i could never go vegan because they think it's this go all in or out kind of mentality. I've heard some, I've had some very deep conversations with friends that are major meat eaters, and I feel like the constant go-to reasons why they don't go vegan is one, they don't like that it's, that all of the vegan options that are meat substitutes are completely like meat. I feel like they don't want it to be like meat. They want it to be something completely different. Two, they might think that it's overproduced, which I also agree with sometimes. I think some of it is more manufactured, which is exactly what we want to move away from. We want more natural options rather than GMOs and hormones and stuff like that. So definitely pay attention to that if you do decide to go vegan. That Like I said, you can be vegan, but be completely unhealthy also. So paying attention to what nutrients, where it comes from is important. And lastly, I think it's just this idea of going completely cold turkey, whereas it doesn't have to be. And there's many options on what you can do. And labeling yourself as vegan isn't this like, oh, I'm better than everyone. You know, it's 
it doesn't have to be a label. Just pick and choose what you want for the world, what you want for your body, and make the best conscious decision. I think that's the best that we can all do. So first documentary is What the Health. This was a very interesting perspective in my opinion. It was more based on the fitness lifestyle and being vegan, and I found that incredibly informative. There were things that I didn't even know about veganism that I learned about in this documentary. So I really do recommend it for those that are looking at more of like the science behind it, kind of like the more of the health reasons, this is the one for you. Um, and even if you're not, I just recommend it for being informed from it. Cause I'm not super into the fitness world with veganism, but this was fascinating to me. So I do recommend it in that sense. Second, meet me halfway and it's M-E-A-T me halfway. I tend to love documentaries that don't really give the be vegan or else mentality. So that's kind of why I really liked this one is, you know, I think people just get the wrong impression of the vegan community. And so in my own perspective, I feel like this is a great option to just be aware of how you can cut back certain meat. And so kind of waning yourself off of this factory farm lifestyle is crucial. And I think that in itself helps what we're trying to accomplish, right? Is like being more eco-friendly, lowering your footprint and all the, all of this and trying to help the world for what we can do, you know? So this is a great documentary for people that are meat eaters that do kind of want to cut back in certain ways and start somewhere. This is a great start. Also recommend for the vegans that kind of want to understand like that side of things that might be a little bit more extreme. This is a great one to kind of understand like, oh, okay, so we can also recommend this. Third, a classic food ink. I feel like if you haven't seen this, it needs to be watched just on all levels, whether you're vegan or not vegan. I just think it's important to understand where your food is made, where it comes from, and this documentary goes into it. Being conscious of where your food comes from is step one. It can be extremely overwhelming sometimes, but just remember, like, it's what's happening. It's what's happening in the world, and paying attention to these little things is going to help. We have to believe that. We have to believe that every little step that we take in the right direction is something that's going to better the world, going to better our community. So paying attention to, you know, whether you feed into organizations or industries that prioritize profit over public health because that's one of the deeper issues that really need to be addressed and that encompasses the vegan world and the non-vegan world. So absolutely recommend Food Inc. And lastly, I just recommend documentaries like An Inconvenient Truth and Before the Flood. Just from an environment standpoint, I find that these are just important to know about. I know that it's, it's just important to educate ourselves on the environmental standpoint as well. I was personally just about the animals, and I know not everyone is like that about animals, and it doesn't hit everyone. So I think that the environmental standpoint is something that we should all pay attention to, whereas the animal one, I know it's for people that are sensitive to certain animals and that life's and sensitive to the fact that they have personalities and, you know, they feel pain and the way that they're treated and stuff. But not everyone cares about that, unfortunately. So it's just something that is fact. So I do think that just knowing what's going on and so we can make more conscious decisions, these two are very important. So an inconvenient truth and before the flood, absolutely. So just overall, my vegan journey has kind of been this long like dipping my toes in, dipping them out, figuring it out for myself. What do I align my values with? And 
I have now been vegan for five or six years. Honestly, I, I have lost count at this point, but I do think that something I just want to touch on is traveling while vegan. I know that it is not easy in some places, and I get this question a lot. Do I stray from my veganism when I travel? So it depends. I will say that I never stray on the meat part because it's just something that I personally really just get sick from. I just would not, I don't think I'll ever have meat again in my life and I'm okay with that. Seafood, it's kind of the same thing. I just, I also feel really weird the more I learn about fishing and seafood, uh, the more I learn about the little microplastics that are in everything and how our ocean is becoming more polluted, obviously. And so these are things that we should also be aware of is like the kinds of the seafood that we feed ourselves, it could be actually there's proof of it having little microplastics and little evidence of things that we don't want in our bodies. So these are things that I also pay attention to. And I think, yeah, I just, I don't think I will ever want seafood again because of those reasons. So on that note, it won't happen. But on the note of dairy and things like cheese, milk, all this, the more I learned about the milk industry and the dairy industry, the more I made conscious decisions that I just really couldn't be vegetarian anymore. I had to go vegan because a lot of people think that going vegetarian is just as good, right? You're you're not eating the, the meat, they're not dying for it, all this kind of stuff. But the thing is, is they're still feeding animals quite a lot of things that we probably don't want in our body sometimes because it's cheaper. A lot of them have hormone therapy and stuff like this that they go through um, and just the treatment that they're under. I'm a firm believer that when an animal is treated horribly and held horribly in order to get something out of them, I think that that negative, the negative treatment affects their hormone levels, which affects then your body because you're in you're intaking what they just gave off pretty much. So I just personally don't agree with that. And I think it messes with my hormone levels in a way that I don't want. So I feel like I don't really crave dairy or anything. I get that question a lot with cheese and stuff, especially in France uh, when I was living there for school. I will say I had a couple of moments where I did eat cheese, whether by accident or... um, things like wine where I found out it wasn't vegan or something like that, which fun fact for you, like about, I want to say three years ago, I found out that not all wine is vegan and that was just kind of mind blowing to me. So yeah, I I will say I probably wasn't fully vegan the past six years because I was drinking wine that I did not check if it was vegan. I had no idea about this whole process where they ferment it with a certain animal product and stuff. So if you're vegan and you didn't know that, I'm super sorry, but also you're welcome because that was quite mind-blowing. So yeah, I think I'm I'm a bit more conscious about going to places that won't have options for me and kind of what I'm willing to let go of, like things like um, 
if I go into a really rural area and they say, are you okay with eating egg? It's the only form of protein that we have. I'm going to be like, okay, that's fine for a temporary, <clears throat> for a temporary solution. I wouldn't feel comfortable just doing that on my own if I had the opportunity for other options like tempeh or tofu. So these are the things that I kind of take with a grain of salt. I The only thing I won't budge on, obviously, is the seafood and the meat. So it just really depends. If I go to a place and it's like really, really famous to have this sort of cheese or something like that, I might have a little taste. I don't think I will have a lot because it is something that I'm actually sensitive to at this point. It's not just... Um, a personal choice it's also something that was in my food sensitivity test is dairy and bread so little things like that I I just kind of have a little nibble sometimes if I really really want it but I, I usually don't and I don't have cravings for it so for the most part I will say I just really load up on vegetables I really travel with a lot of protein bars and stuff like that and just prepare for me being hangry constantly so <laughs> I think it's just important as a traveler to be really conscious also of the industry that you're walking into so it is kind of this added thing that we take on we're not just focused on our home country's food industry we're also paying attention to this new one that we're walking into as we travel to this new place so as a traveler we take on this added conscious effort that we have to make and if you aren't making that it's something to consider because we as travelers take on this different life you know we're we're flying a lot. Um, we're taking forms of transportation. We're adding to our carbon footprint that way. So any way that we can lower it, any way that we can make those little conscious efforts, I think are crucial. So thank you friends for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed and found a sense of interest in this topic. If you feel you have a story to share or just want to chat, check out this episode's notes to get in touch with me. I would love to hear from you. I hope you all have a beautiful week. Love and light. 